0: So we thought this episode would be important to revisit, and we've gotten a lot of positive feedback after airing this episode, Diversity at Work.
1: Yes, and speaking of important, like, I received so many messages, direct messages from people who are, like, in HR uh, positions of authority and said, listen, thank you to you and Carrie— for opening up and being vulnerable, I'm now rethinking my hiring process, trying to see how I can include uh, more diversity in the places that I hire, and also how do we make people feel more comfortable. So it was such an important episode, and we are still, to this day, uh, getting feedback.
0: Love it. And go to Apple Podcasts, and you can leave us a comment there, rate it, spread the word, and thanks so much for listening. Thanks.
1: Welcome to Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks. I'm Gloria Harrison, a TV producer living in New York.
0: And I'm Carrie Clifford, an actor and writer living in Los Angeles. We first met in elementary school outside Boston.
1: When I was part of a program that busts kids from the inner city to school in the suburbs. We're going to talk about privilege and disadvantage. And about what it's like to move from one world to another without really feeling at home in either. In this podcast, we're having conversations about race. And the awkwardness that comes with learning about people from another culture.
0: Okay, so Gloria, I have definitely gotten some backlash for the episode. And I forget, actually. I think it's episode three of season two, where I, I said that you were the first Black person I ever worked with. Mm. And I mean, believe me, I feel shame in saying that, but that's just a fact. That's uh. Yeah. And yeah. I, don't,
1: I don't think you should feel ashamed. It, it is a fact. I do, though.
0: I mean, it's, it's that's a terrible that's a t- to look back and think of that, that I hadn't worked with a black person until I was in my mid 20s. That's it's shameful.
1: But also think about the companies, uh, employers. That's it, the shame should lie on them. The responsibility yeah. is to to bring in diversity and to bridge the gap. Uh, to me, it lies on these corporations. So that's yeah. not your fault. I,
0: but it's just like an interesting thing to reflect on. And, and it's made me think about it even more after I said it. And I was thinking about my parents both worked. I don't think either of them worked with a black person. My mom was a preschool teacher and all the other teachers were white. My dad worked in like private equity and there was no black I'm sure now there are black employees but when I was growing up there wasn't and and I don't even I know I know because he he actually hired an Asian friend of mine so I know that there was eventually some diversity there were some Indian employees but initially like his company was started by five white men Mm -hmm. you know so it was just like and I think the thing that I feel shame about is I didn't think that that was wrong Cause it just was, it was what it was. Like, I never would have looked at my, either of my parents' job and think like, that's inappropriate that there's no diversity in your workplace. I, I was just like, oh, these are my parents' coworkers, or whatever, it right. wasn't, you know? It and, and so it's only now looking through like the lens that I have now to be like, that is insane.
1: Right, but you're not um, the only one. And as we think about right. it- that was the makeup of a lot of these companies back in the day. And I don't think a lot of people gave um, any thought to it or cared about it. It's it's through like people fighting for equality and trying to say, you know, and that's why I, another comment we got real quick about um, affirmative action. Like, do we think we should have it? And I think we do We do need it. And because if they didn't even have affirmative action, where would we be talking about? We've we're we're growing slowly. I don't think there would be a need or um a requirement for diversity. So so when you say, yeah, I was the first black person you had ever worked (laughs) with. It's like, you know what? It's real. And Mm -hmm. imagine if you're the if I'm the first black person Imagine what you just said. I'm the first black person. That means in that corporation, girl, I'm the first black person, and I'm the only one there. So I, yeah, I, I, I want to say to you, congratulations for having the privilege to work with a black person, and I'm also glad that you survived it. You look amazing. You overcame it. You are. I mean, good. it was it was a struggle. It was a struggle, but
0: but it is like you know, and also like the jobs that I had, I, like in high school, you know, I was a lifeguard. I worked at, as a camp counselor. I worked um, I worked at this um retirement home for Jesuit priests. Um, I, you know, a lot of the things that I did weren't, I worked at a cafe in our white town, you know, so a lot right. of the things that I did weren't like places, they weren't big corporations. There, you know, wasn't places, you know, if you're just working in our white town, there weren't going to be necessarily diverse hires you know but it's just an interesting thing to reflect on and then now when i think about like now the show that i'm working on there are black writers uh the last show that i worked on there wasn't everyone uh in the writer's room was white so so it's like it is it's definitely getting better but it's not it's not totally changed. I mean, so when, when I say like I was a lifeguard or, you know, these things in high school, like, did you work in high school? I don't remember.
1: Yeah. So having the opportunity to be a MECO student, I also would link up with other, either as a guidance counselor or students that were very helpful to me. Actually. I also like, I worked for a camp in the summers and I worked around a lot of white people and I know what that feels like to work around a lot of white people, but here's the difference. I'm not white. I'm black. Right. So (laughs) so I was one of only a few um, who worked at the camps for years. And some days I gave it thought. Some days, you know, well, I got to say, honestly, I didn't want to give it thought, but I had no choice. A lot of people made me feel welcome, but there was always one or two that just let me know that, you know what, they probably would rather I didn't have that opportunity, rather that I, you know, not be at that job. So, I am, right. I'm hopeful that things are getting better. And right. I think diversity in the workplace only, only makes corporations stronger. And those corporations that choose not to have affirmative action, those companies that choose not to bring in and bridge the gap, it is their loss. Right.
0: They're losing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because
1: yeah. I want, and I'm looking forward to the opportunity that corporations are, are saying, you know what? We want to have more. Um, people to have an inclusive environment where it's just yeah. not just, not just only white and black, but different ethnicities. Because yeah. guess what? It makes the world interesting. And also I told you this on a couple episodes, um, you know, a while back that over the next 10, 30 years, it's not white people that are having children as much as other groups. So yeah. it is in our best interest to educate everybody, to include everybody, to train up, to not have people that are qualified as a number three and two stay stagnant. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just not black and white. It's just, are we growing our corporations? Are we bringing, are we being an inclusive uh, environment? And then also uh, when you bring somebody in that's diverse, how do you get more writers? How do you do all that? Yeah. Yeah. Finding a way to embrace what is it that they bring to the table instead of saying, you know what, you need to conform to this. This is the way this company does. That's how it's been for the last 20, 30 years, much longer even. We want you to conform. And I think on top of mine now is being vocal about it, bringing in diversity, going to groups and saying, listen, we want to have a table that looks like the makeup of the world. That's yes, not just totally. all white men and power. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. What well, no, now, what was your first job after college and were you the only black person?
1: <laughs> so right at the my senior year, I had an opportunity to work at WCVB T V Channel Five, right? And and that was in Needham and Boston. Right? right. So so I was excited about that and I was doing telethons and even there, I was one of few black right. students. After that, I went to Chicago. And I started working oh, okay. my so my first job was actually Planet Hollywood. You know, going to college. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and working at yeah, Planet Hollywood. Yeah. I was um I had the privilege of being a hostess at Planet right. Hollywood. <laughs> I <laughs> and, used to love the um
0: the Captain Crunch chicken fingers. Oh my god, it was it was my favorite. And then I loved <laughs> like so anytime.
1: Anytime a celebrity came in, I was like, "Okay, I know I'm not supposed to ask for an autograph, but I'm secretively going to ask for an autograph. You know, but it was a fun environment.
0: I never knew. I never knew that you worked there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, That was my my job to make ends meet. And I was and then you said, "Okay, tell me about that job. So as a hostess, I really uh, people didn't know this. I fixed my resume up. I brought it with me, and I used to stick it under the desk. You know how people walk in? I say, "How many?" If I saw someone yeah. that was like friendly on their way out, I was like, "Listen, I know it's a little awkward, but I was hoping Aww. that I could pass you my resume." And some people would be like, "She's crazy," you know, or "This is inappropriate." But every now and then, someone would take it, and honestly, oh that's God, how, that, you're amazing, you're right? But that's how I got my first job. That was actually in the oh. industry. Somebody recommended that we had together. Yes, the or job no? that we ended. Yeah, the, the job we ended up together. Really? Was, yes. Wait. Yeah. Okay. So you
0: gotta tell you gotta tell your story about how you ended up at that job, and I'll tell you my story about how I ended up at that job.
1: Okay. So when I moved to Chicago, I was sending out my resumes to different jobs, different corporations, and and, uh, nobody was calling me back. I worked at a law firm actually, where I was like a receptionist. I could get those jobs easily, but I wanted to work in television production. I was having trouble. So that's when I yeah, when I got the job at. Wait, you said you were having trouble.
0: Yes. I know. You think that I, that I was like some privileged, whatever. No, I had trouble too, but you tell me you're struggling. I'm shocked. I'm like, you had
1: trouble. I thought it was just me. I honestly thought it was just me. Wait, no, okay, you're going to tell no. me about that. So anyway, yeah, I would yeah. pass, out, pass out the resume, and I met this one gentleman, and we're not going to talk about his name. He was very nice, and I said, listen, I'm trying to get into the industry, and he was like, oh, you hey, wait, you the met him at Planet Hollywood? At Planet Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and started calling him, okay, and became his friend, and I think he probably okay. felt bad for me, you know, but right, I'll be right. honest with you, he was a black gentleman, and I thought, okay. I think he saw a promise because I was like, I really just need a break. I'm so good right. at what I do. And he was just like, okay, that's a little weird, but, you know, let's see. <laughs> so we exchanged numbers and I started talking to him and he was like, you know, I'm going to pass your resume on to someone who knows someone. So it took a while, a couple months. I didn't hear back. Then yeah. finally I heard back and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm going to give this a call, but let me rewind. So I kept communicating with him. Nothing was happening. I actually got a job at WGN Radio. Completely forgot about that for a second. Where I was a producer and I would work overnights.
0: Overnights on a radio show.
1: um, And um, I would still communicate with this person. So when I turned my resume in, I was like, oh, my God, I've been a producer for a year and a half. I sent it to this talk show that we would end up together at. They bring me in. I have the interview. And we we end up working there together. I have the interview, and they're like, um, "I said yes." Yeah. So I was uh, trying to apply for associate producer. They're like, "Yeah, that's radio. That doesn't translate over here." Translate. I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "What?" Yeah. So people are like, "Wait, yeah. Gloria, you're going to leave? You're a producer. You go to all these fabulous things. You're going to, you know, I was a part of the Urban League. I went to a lot of events." And I said, "You want me to leave my producer position and become a production assistant?" Uh huh. That doesn't make any uh-huh. sense. Right. Right. And they're like, well, here's the opportunity. We can offer this to you. And if you do well, it's a possibility that you can move up quickly. So I was like, you know what? I thought about it. I said, I really want to get into television. So I took the job. Yeah. And guess what? One day I'm sitting on a row. There's like four or five new production assistants. I turn to my left. Someone turns to their right and boom, it's Carrie. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But
0: I but I think so my story is interesting. But see, I think. You started above me, actually, because so I'll tell you how I got there. But just just so you know, it's not always my white privilege because you (laughs) because I, I love that you have this like you know, narrative in your head about how I got there. Yeah. But so I, so similarly, like I randomly moved to Chicago and it's funny to me that we were both like in Chicago looking for jobs, but didn't know either one existed. But I know, so I moved to Chicago randomly after college as well. And my first job was working at Crate and Barrel. Remember the flagship store (laughs) on Michigan Avenue? Um, not a lot of diversity there. I mean, there must, I'm sure there was black employees, but not in my, not in my section, but, um, Anyway, so that was my first job just to have a job. And then through it's actually through like a a second cousin. I um, got a job working at a production company, um, working for a commercial director. Mm -hmm. And he was famous for his chocolate pour anyway. um, But he, but anyways, (laughs) I worked for this commercial director, but he was the epitome. He didn't even want women on the set. So the women were all in the back back office. And then he only had a white. Uh, male set. So anyone who, literally no diversity. So um, anyway, so I worked there for a while. And then I, my, my friend, I had two friends in Chicago, one from Wayland, well, actually from Weston and one from college. And so the friend from Weston worked at a temp agency. Like she was the you know, the person giving people jobs. So sometimes she would just float me random jobs. Like I would be one of those people at like Sam's Club making food, (laughs) like whatever, (laughs) like stuff like that. So one day I went to meet her after work to pick her up and we were going to like go out and have a drink or something and um she had my resume because I would do random things for her and so I put a post it on the resume that was like this girl looks great let's hire her <laughs> like, but i you know <laughs> on my own resume yes <laughs> so so then um and i I'll, i can say this person's name but so ron Yes, he was friends with someone else who worked at that temp agency. So then a couple of days later, he ended up doing the same thing. He met his friend to go out for a drink and saw my resume. And he was like, Oh, who's this girl? (laughs) We might need an intern. So I had the same thing with you, Gloria, that I was a production coordinator at the production company. And then I'm like, I'm going to start as an intern. Like See, I that? didn't know
1: that. I really See, thought. I know. Yeah, See, yes. so don't judge. Don't just judge <laughs>
0: just because I'm white that I had an easy time with it. So I um and I that so it was the same thing that you had is that I'm like, oh, like I'm ready. I, at that point, like I wanted to make documentary films. And I'm like, what am I doing? But this seemed like cool working at a talk show. And he was like, you can intern with us. I forget how many days a week it was. And then he's like, you can also be a page
1: Right, I and, remember
0: that. Right, and and but the but technically the page was a security guard, so I had to. I was actually an employee of Pinkerton Security. Whoa! I had to, yes, yes. <laughs> See, I had to wear my polyester suit. I had to get Wait, drug but I tested. did that. I
1: forgot to tell you, I did, did Pinkerton. Did the reason I know too? the name, but not in Chicago. I did it when I was in college. Oh. I so I was okay, in security okay. too, like when I talk about jobs and really okay. paying my dues. So okay. that's why I'm like, I was like yeah. Binkerton. I know that company. I have those pants. <laughs> <Totally>. Yes, <laughs> yes. So uh, so I was technically a security
0: guard and an intern. So you started above me, and then eventually, like I, I didn't last that long, and then I got promoted to PA, and then that's when we were like sitting next yes, to each other. Yes, next to each other. But yep. so I had a struggle getting there <laughs> as well.
1: And see, that's um, a lesson learned. And I should I ought in my head. I'm always like when you like oh my God, Gloria, like in my mind, I'm looking at you like, okay, I was passing my resume out. I'm talking to strangers. I'm begging them to pass it on to someone. And I'm sitting Me next too. to you. And then you're like, Gloria, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you're like, oh my God, we work together. I'm like, how'd she get here? I said, she probably right. got the hookup. That's what no. I thought. That's what I thought.
0: No. no, and it was super random. It was super random. And then, I mean, how random that you end up working there and we had gone to school our entire life is is even more random. But... um. Yeah. So, and that was, so that was my first experience you <laughs> with a black person and there was mul- multiple black people, I will yes. say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. So that's so funny that we both had these like, s- but, and that was really, uh, I mean, that was my first like TV job and we learned so much about TV and we how did. to put together TV shows.
1: Do you and, feel like TV shows, sorry to cut you off, do you feel like they're more a little more woke? Because I find that we still have a lot of work to do in TV in terms of diversity, but it yeah. seems to me to be a little bit more than some, yes. some other companies.
0: Yes, I definitely think that. And there's like a, a real um, effort. That's not Mm -hmm. there's a lot of talk in Hollywood, you know, about that. It's like you're perpetuating the same people running all the studios because it's like white, straight men. And then they hire white, straight men and blah, blah, blah. And so but you are seeing now that there's women that are in charge. There's diverse people that are in charge, you know, so it's it's getting better. But I think the thing is that there at least like in Hollywood, people are very conscious of it where I can't talk about like the insurance industry or whatever, but I don't know if it's like on people's mind as much in other industries. So I think that's, that's a huge step is at least acknowledging that there's a problem, but it's definitely like, as I said, the last show that I worked on, there was no diverse writer.
1: This is my hope, and I felt this way when we were at the talk show years ago. We were in our 20s. Yeah. I feel like when there's just a few people that are from diverse backgrounds, specifically black women, I felt that we were competing against each other. And that mm. used to frustrate me. It's like, you know what? Why aren't you having me compete with my other coworkers that don't look like me, that are here?
0: Did you... Did you feel like there was only room for one? So they're only going to, you know what I mean? Like they can't possibly promote two black producers. So like you had to work even harder to be the black producer that would get promoted kind of
1: thing. Absolutely. And that was hurtful too, because I'm like, that's not fair because I'm trying to compete for this position and I don't want to compete with someone that looks like me as we, as you can only choose one, when you have all of these other white producers. And I don't know that white producers I don't know if you went through the same thing but I felt number one I always had to work harder as a black female and then number two I felt like I was competing with other black people and that hurt me because I'm like you're just as good as me and we would joke we would have our private conversations they're like Gloria I feel like everyone loves you and you know what I mean and that felt good okay listen I'm winning but I didn't feel good about the fact that why is it only me out of the three of us when they're just as good as I am maybe even better but you're only going to choose one of us. So that's tough. So imagine you're working and there's a small amount of of diverse group and the diverse group, they don't feel like they can all win together. It's like one of them's going to win and somebody's going to be held back. And I feel like I go through that a lot in life. So I hope that we can improve on that. It's like we need to hire more diverse so that you're not just focusing on, oh, I have my token black person here. And guess what? She's going to be the face of a black female. No, no. Because guess right. what? There are other females there that are black, that are white. We all make up um, this industry as well as men, you know what I mean, that are right. black or white. Right. And it just would be nice if, if it didn't feel like not only do I have to compete with the white people at my job because I don't feel accepted by them, but I'm also competing with somebody that looks like me. And in our minds, both of us are thinking, guess what? I'm going to uplift you. uplift you. You can uplift me because we know only one of us is going to make it. And isn't right. that that's crazy to me.
0: That's crazy. And, and you that's know, the people a, added stress. Yeah. yeah, You yeah. know, the people we work and, with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and did you feel like. In that experience, because uh, did you were you able to vocalize that? Did anyone kind of like take you under their wing? Like was there because obviously I wasn't privy to. To me, I didn't see it as like, oh, well, those are like the Black producer, Like, they've got their... Like, I didn't know that there was other struggle going on. You know, the things that I saw was like... You know, they would use your race to we I think we talked about this before, mm-hmm. like sending you to the O.J. trial right. or, you know, using you to talk to certain black guests. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I noticed that stuff, but I didn't notice the like inner politics or um, you working harder to get a promotion or I did I didn't oh, I wasn't privy to that.
1: And, and I don't know if we've done this. Like, have we talked about the O.J. Simpson trial We only briefly talked about it, right? I can't remember. Yeah, we got to come back to that because that's a a whole other episode. But I really feel like there was a lot of code switching back then. Whereas when other white employees weren't around, like we would joke with each other about how hard we had to work and how hard we felt like um, other people had other privileges that we didn't have. So there was like, you know, and it was even jokes amongst us like, oh, so you're going to do whatever you got to do to get it. Almost like you're going to tap and dance for the white man. It's like, you know what? Why is it that when I'm just trying to I'm coming early because I want to I want to win. I'm staying right. after when everybody's gone because I want to win. I'm writing a note right. to the EP, even though he doesn't speak to me, to let him know I want to <laughs> <laughs> get an opportunity to produce a show. I, and and right. you know what I did? And any time I felt like somebody was ignoring me or didn't think I was good enough for the job, I, girl, I would count to ten. I would go home and vent with my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, and I would come back the next day and we would also talk about it. I'm like, you know what? Because you doubt me, I'm going to go even harder. Because you don't believe in me, I'm going to try even harder. And the only thing I say when I say code switching is those private conversations with those black employees that like Gloria. You could do all that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to kiss nobody's ass. And I'm like, no, I'm going to kiss some ass because I want to go to the next level. I didn't move all the way out here um, to Chicago to fail because many people didn't want me to go. People at Channel right. 5 are like, we want you to work in news. We see you working at 2020. We see you as being on air. And I'm like, OK, but I want right. to try this. So it's like I go out to Chicago and I'm like, I'm at Planet Hollywood. Um, this is right. not, right? this is a not what I envisioned. I know. Yeah. Same so thing. So you understand. Same so thing. I was like, you know what? Yeah. This is not going to work. I got to figure it out. And I'm so glad you, you are right. We learned a lot at that job. We learned how to work together. Yeah. We learned about yeah. being strong women. Right. And, yeah. and not giving up and saying, you know what? Okay. People are nasty, but that doesn't mean we yeah. need to be nasty. And speaking of yeah. like, um, I felt also, you know, I won't mention her name, but there was somebody in management one day Who, you know, brought me into her office. And this is when I first started. I was new there and we just started talking and she just said if I ever needed something to let her know that she was here to support me. And I really felt a connection to her. She was a black female. She didn't say to me, hey, come in because you're black or I'm going to watch out for you. It was unspoken it was understood right. and i was so excited just to have that conversation a funny thing that happened though is i remember sitting my little i had this little pouch and i had some stuff on it i had it set it on her desk and she was like what is that i said girl this is my um my lip gloss She was like your lip gloss. I said, Yeah. I said, Oh, I have all the colors. This is wet and wild. It's only 99 cents. I was so excited to show her my couple of lipsticks. And she was like, No. She was like, as you move up, as you move up in the industry, like we don't do wet and wild. I was like, what is that? She goes, we don't, she goes, she goes, we don't do that. And she really like put me in my place. I was like, but I love my wet, wet and wild and it's all I can right, afford. Right. It's like, I was just happy. Right. I put a little little liner on, honey, get a little shot. Right. Like, my lip gloss is popping. <laughs> and and I, at first I felt bad and I didn't know what to really make of, like, what does my lip gloss have to do with anything? And I'm thinking, you know what? Yeah. As I look back, I think she wanted more from me. She was like, you know, you're wearing Mm -hmm. this cheap lipstick. You're, you know, presenting yourself in a certain kind of way. Like, I want to help you. And then I was like, thank you. I thought it was weird. And then I saw her the next week and she brought me back in her office. And guess what she did? Mm -hmm. She gave me a little compact of MAC makeup. Lip oh gloss, God. lipstick. Carrie's like, she didn't give me no damn makeup. No, I got nothing. I just got in trouble all <laughs> yes, the time. Yes, I got in trouble yeah, too. That, right, yeah, me too. But yeah. I, I I will never forget it. And you know, it's so silly, but still I use Mac no, makeup. And and I gotta yeah. be I, I gotta say, like when I see young people that look like me that come in my industry, I yeah. kinda do the same thing. I don't say, hey, it's because you're black, but I think they see it. I'm so proud. Yeah. I'm I'm I actually train up big time. I love to yeah. see people who wanna win. But I hold a special place in my heart and and I'm not going to lie. I want them to win and I pay it forward. And maybe it's not lip gloss, but maybe it's like lunch. Like, let's have a conversation. How do you win? How do you win in this industry? You win by not giving up. And I pass on the same conversation that was told to me. Here's the reality. You're going to have to work harder. You are a minority. You are black. And not everybody's going to be um, into the fact that you're here. And right. I think it's crazy that we're still talking about this but it's important. Like you say you there was very few minorities or black people when you first started. It's still like that in some corporations but it's getting better. Yeah. And that person that was there for me back in the day, like I said I won't forget it and I do pay it forward. Yeah. And it's something simple yeah. like to say, "Listen, if you need help, let me help you understand, you know, what's going on or how do you navigate through something?" You know, and the fact that we yeah. are different but I do think the TV industry, well, it depends on what shows there they are. Right. Certainly where I work, they, we're, we're trying to do better. And, and that leaves me you, feeling good. And do good. you,
0: like reflecting on your job now and the show that you're on now, like, is it a diverse workplace? Do you feel like you are a minority? Do you feel like, like what's, you know, how do you feel about diversity there? So
1: definitely a minority still. But I mean, first of all, we're like almost 98% uh, women. So just to put that out there. Oh, Wow. I am so proud that a lot of the shows that are successful are created, produced by women. Yeah. And that is exciting to me. But on the managerial level, like in terms of executives, you know, right right now it's still all male. You know, and I'm hoping that it gets better um, in terms of being a leader. You know, I am one of a few black leaders there. And right. it's getting better. I remember years ago when I started, and there were no black employees in terms right. of producers. But there are right. other. There's, there's, we have diversity in terms of the crew, right? Camera, right. audio, um, and, and at this point, I've been in a corporation for so long, a company. We are really like family, and right. I know that seriously. I am genuinely loved and respected where I work. And that's a good feeling. But guess what? It didn't come easy. Some people right. were very receptive to me. And the others, what did I tell you? Like I said, when I was in my 20s, you don't like me. We don't have to like each other. But what we need to do is respect each other. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I'm going to do my job so well that I'm going to leave it very, I'm going to make it very hard for you to make it hard for me. Yeah. And, and, I, and that's what I say to young people. like, Don't let people make you feel a certain way because you look different. Don't let them get in your head. Don't let people rent space that they haven't paid for. And and I say that because even now, feeling successful, we have this podcast. I feel great about a lot of things in my life. I do recognize, though, there's always one or two that are like, you know, Gloria, you're actually not all that. Mm-hmm. You, know? Right. And, you know, and Carrie, you're actually not all that. And I say right. I'm cool with it because I right. know that I can't make everybody happy. But if I try and work hard and try to be the best person I can be usually works out. Sometimes it takes a little longer, but, you know, you work it out.
0: Do you still feel that thing that you were talking about that earlier in your career where you were like competitive with the other black employee kind of thing. I know you're working with more black employees, but do you still feel that, that you're like, whether you're, you know, trying to get promoted, that you're competing with those people that look like you, or do you feel like it is more like you're all competing? You know what I mean?
1: Right now I would say for years, it's been like we're all competing because there's nobody right now on my level um, that is black there that I can say that I'm competing with. Um, Right. But I've gotten to the point where it's like, yeah, it's, it's not just competing with black people. I want to tell you this. I'll share a story with you. Somebody said to me years ago, and I'm not going to say the company or where it was at. Someone said, you know, you're only here because you're black. Oh God. You know that they wanted diversity. So that's why they brought you here. And right. I looked at the person. I said, you know what? I want you to also know something. I run circles around quite a few of you. And right. I happen to be black and I'm so excited to be black. So if you think in your mind that the only reason that I'm here is because I'm black, then let that sit with you. If that right. makes you feel comfortable, but I'm telling you, take my race out of it. Put me up with any of them. I stand and I hold my own mother. But free, you're amazing yeah, that you have that yeah, confidence because yeah, yeah,
0: not a lot of people have that.
1: Well, I, and also inside, though, I was taken aback. I was yeah. like, is that true? Is what she's saying is true. I wanted to curse her ass out, to be honest with you. And then I said, you know what? I'm not even going to let her know how bothered I really am. Yeah. And I said, here's what I'm going to say to you. That's probably what you think, even if there's some truth to it. It doesn't matter. I know what I bring to the table. I know that I'm good at my job. I know that I treat people with integrity. I treat people like I want to be treated. So... I'm a black female. I'm damn good at everything I do. If I put my name on it, I know it's going to be good. Guess why? Because I try. I care. I don't give up. But yeah, this white woman saying that to me, I was so mad. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So so clearly I'm just a token. I'm only here because I'm black. So Mm -hmm. if I weren't black, I probably wouldn't have got the job. I'm like, you know Mm -hmm. what? This is crazy. And but of course. I love mm-hmm.
0: how you like reframe that for yourself because and this is not exactly the same, but I know that I've been hired because I was a woman. And mm-hmm. so that I that they could check that box. And it makes me feel insecure because then I think like, oh, I it's not because I'm funny or talented. Right. It's just because you needed a woman. And I'm I'm glad you needed a woman. I'm glad you chose me as the woman. Yes. But it's still hard for you to for me to think of being on an equal playing field. And, and I love that you're able to rise above it and be like, I I, I, like, I'm not hired just because I'm black, you know, but
1: even, but even if I was hired because I'm black, you know what? I'm going to show you that I'm so good. Okay. At what I do, that you can live in that, stay in that. That I only yeah. got hired because I'm black. And while you're doing that, I'm gonna keep climbing. I'm gonna keep right. moving. I'm gonna keep advancing. I'm gonna keep being good at what I am good at doing. And that is in, inspiring people and touching their lives. And I was definitely offended. And I said, what if what she's saying is true? Right. Right. That I was only brought there because they needed a black person. Right. But honey, but you got happens. the. You, but guess what? That, you got the. You got the best black person there is, honey. Because I bring it. I bring it. But, I bring and it. I, bring I touch it.
0: That's amazing. And I wish like you could like in hopefully you will inspire other people to think that because I think it is true, right? That people are being hired because especially now when there's a conscious effort, like people are being hired because they're a woman, they're black, they're Asian, they're Hispanic, you know? And so it's it's hard not to take that personally and feel like you're not deserving or something. But it seems like you have such a good attitude about it that like hopefully you can inspire other people to feel the same way that you do belong at that table you do yes. belong in that boardroom you know
1: i'm gonna give you my best you're gonna focus on me being black that's cool i'm proud of being black but i also want you to know i'm good at my job and you yeah. need to bring in more people who look like me black and brown asian indian right okay Like you said, have a seat at the table. And guess what? Don't just bring us to the table. Make us and involve us and have us be included. Don't bring diversity in and then make us and ostracize us. It doesn't work. Because what did you bring us in there for? You know? And that's a conversation. Bringing in diversity and really being inclusive. Having a seat at the table and and saying, guess what? We want to hear your ideas. Right.
0: In everything, because it's like, like Congress, everything, you know, needs diversity because that's what America looks like, you know, and you can't just have white straight men be in charge of everything.
1: So here's some facts. There are a lot of white people in power and who are bosses. I've had a lot of white bosses, Carrie. Yeah. And I just want to know, have you ever had a black boss? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I wow. mean, Gloria,
0: I started this conversation by saying, like, I uh, you were the first black person I worked with. Um, No, I, I mean, I definitely have had black people who are above me, but not my boss. You know, the, the, on the show that I'm on right now, there's two black writers that technically, like, rank above me. But they don't, I don't report to them or anything. Right. Um, and... Well, the, the woman that you spoke about earlier <laughs> who hooked you up <laughs> with some lip gloss.
1: Um, I no, mean, she, she was, didn't, wait, 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 wait. She didn't hook me up with lip gloss. She hooked me up with MAC sorry. cosmetics. Yeah. Oh, right. Remember, I'm the one with the cheap lip gloss. Yeah. You she had like the, the wh- wet and wild and she, yes. she yeah, yeah. <laughs> she elevated me. Yeah. Totally. Totally.
0: <laughs> she, um, but she was, she wasn't, she was our manager, but she wasn't our, immediate boss she wasn't our boss she wasn't the 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 people that were really our boss were both white um so so no i've never um i've never had a black boss
1: you've never had a black boss yeah and i can identify in the fact that i've always had pretty much a white boss yeah you know what i mean so um and
0: yeah have you ever worked on a show where the top person was black no So have you had black people above you or is it always white people?
1: Always white people above me. Yeah. And so I'm trying to get to a point where I can have a seat at the table. Do you ever feel
0: like you've been passed over because you're black?
1: I can't say that. I don't know if that's true. And I say that just because I never want to cause a problem where I work or with anybody else. I always say I know my worth and I know what I bring to the table. And I think many people recognize what I bring to the table. Yeah. And they appreciate me. There's always a few that maybe think I still need to work a little harder. There are always a few that I think focus on my, you know, someone told me – if we can look at our achievements sometimes or what we can bring as what are your wobbles? Yeah. Right? Yeah, And what are your anchors? Yeah. I do have people around me sometimes who I think focus on my wobbles. And I have made a conscious decision years ago to align myself with people who embrace and accept and push me to go as far as I want to go with those anchors and say, listen, your wobbles we understand them. How can we help you work through them? I focus enough on you? my wobbles. I don't need someone else <laughs> highlighting my wobbles. Exactly. Trust okay. me. I, I have the insecurity <laughs> stuff covered. Like, yes,
0: and I need so, someone yeah. to tell me I did something well.
1: Mm-hmm. And so I look forward to the day where there will be more um, of a diverse management. Yeah. I'm excited about what we're doing now and what our plans are in the future. Because yeah. I know that we're about to have, you know, uh, seats at the table where we will feel included. Yeah, And that's exciting.
0: We need diversity for lots of different reasons. And I don't even mean it just by like color of your skin diversity, but people who have different experiences, people who have different upbringings, people who have different stories to tell, because it gets pretty boring just hanging out with people that look like you. And I think that that's why when I reflect and think about how it wasn't until my mid 20s that I worked with someone who was black that's, I can't help but feel shame because that's just not how the country is. That's not how life is. And that's not, that it shouldn't have been that way.
1: Right. But you know, I think there are so many people still in this world that like that there's not diversity and would probably prefer to be at a company where there is not diversity. Yeah. And that's terrible, but it exists. I also think over the years that I've worked with people that didn't want to take direction from me because I was black, Mm -hmm. you know? And I said, okay, well, that's unfortunate for you because you're missing out on greatness. You're missing out (laughs) on what I can give you. Seriously. And I would just be like, wow, I feel like I'm getting a little pushback. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to make it about race, but I've seen you work with other people and I know that you didn't give them sort of the talk back, the answering back that you give me. And what's Mm -hmm. hard to when it's well, – I'll tell you what's hard – to take that from somebody when you don't give it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't give it. And to hear that, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why are they pushing back? Mm -hmm. Why, when I say do A, they do B? Mm -hmm. Why do they question everything I do? So, again, another teachable moment. Mm -hmm. I have a choice. I can stoop to your level Mm-hmm. Or I can continue being who I am, and hopefully you realize that. Guess what? Having a black boss is amazing. Yeah. It's literally colorful. It's right, literally right. flavorful. It's literally right. spicy. I can tell you, I know how to make people laugh. I right. know how to make people smile. I know how to push people to be great. And I don't. I want to make sure I'm clear. Not a lot of people have made me feel that way, but there have been few, and I can't say to you, okay, it was definitely because I'm uh, of my race, right? I said, you know what? I don't like the way you're acting and I've seen you behave around other people and you didn't act that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to have the conversation with you. I'm going to let you answer to God or whoever you believe is a higher or above because you're going to have to answer for how you treat people. Right. And that's for you to worry about, not for me. I'm going to keep going and doing what I'm doing. I'm going to show you that you can have a black boss and you're going to survive it. You're going to be okay. It's not going right. to rub off on you. <laughs> you might learn something. You're going to be okay. But they are, like, no joke, young young people, or not even, I don't want to say young people, people that have worked so long and the idea of having someone that doesn't look like them in a managerial position, they can't wrap their head around it. You've been listening to Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks with my mom, Gloria, and my mom, Carrie. This episode was produced by Carrie Clifford, Gloria Harrison,
0: Katie Levine, and an ACL Joint Production. Tune in next time
1: to hear more from our moms. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.